Hello everyone, welcome to the newest episode of the Relatable Real Estate Podcast. We're two young realtors that talk everything real estate while keeping it relatable. Cade, how's it going? What's going on, man, in the market? I'm good, yeah. So uh, I guess first of all, don't mind the mustache. Rocking uh, Movember to support some of the boys. I cannot grow anything, so yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and then the market, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of the Wild West right now. Uh, we're seeing, you know, quite a bit change from, you know, I think what mainstream media was, you know, displaying earlier, you know, this year and then 2021. So this podcast in particular, we're just going to kind of, you know, break down some of the numbers, discuss some stats and just, you know, really try and talk about the basics because, you know, we were even saying early, we keep seeing headlines and I feel like headlines is what gets stuck in people's head. But what does it actually mean of what's, you know, currently happening? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can't even count uh, the amount of TikToks that I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, saying that the world is about to end and, yep. you know, houses are about to lose $500,000 of worth of its value. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, of course, I mean, it's scary and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, no one knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, I think maybe talking about the numbers that we've been seeing and kind of some of the facts as well. I yeah. think maybe that will help people to understand what's going on and maybe they can make their own decisions based on uh, the information that we have, right? I think that's that's pretty important. Yeah, and again, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat some things. Like, it's it's obvious that, you know, everything is more expensive now because right. of inflation. Um, and obviously, something like that is going to have a toll on, you know, a commodity like real estate. So, right. we can kind of break into that. And like you said, you know, give some clarity on numbers. But, uh, yeah, I think the, the biggest thing that, you know, that just recently happened here, we're obviously filming in November. Um, October 26th, they yeah. raised the interest rate 50 basis points or 0.5%. What kind of happened after we, uh, you know, saw that take take place? Yeah, I think, you know, just to give a little bit of background too, for you that, you know, might not be following the real estate market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've seen around six interest rate hikes yep. this year in 2022. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, basically what that means, and Kate can get into the details of the numbers on, you know, how much that affects people. Yep. Uh, that basically means that it's a little bit harder for you to get approved for a mortgage mm-hmm. and your payments, uh, your monthly payments, uh, if you're already in the mortgage, in the variable mortgage, yep. uh, they're going to be increasing, right? Every time that there's an interest rate uh, hike. Yep. So, you know, of course, Kate is going to get into the details of the numbers, mm-hmm. but, you know, that can affect quite a bit of people. Uh, you know, if the interest rates keep rising too much, and yep. we're going to be talking about that today, uh, you know, there's a few risks that could happen in the market. But yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, for some of the numbers here, again, we uh, r- we reached out to our broker buddy who gave us uh, <laughs> kind of a breakdown roughly of the numbers of, of what happened after that increase. So yeah. they said roughly for every $100,000 of mortgage that you had, if you had a variable rate mortgage, that would have gone up $24. Yeah. Um, again, you know, the average uh, mortgage, I believe in Canada and North America is $500,000. So with that, you know, already, you know, you'd be going over an extra hundred bucks a month. And then if you haven't been pre-approved, they said roughly um, your pre-approval would uh, be reduced by about $22,000. Again, there's so many different variables to take place, but just kind of want to give you some perspective that, you know, it, it does affect, you know, a lot more uh, that I think most people realize. Yeah, and, and that's why I think the fear is understandable. Yeah, of course. In many scenarios, right? A lot of people are scared, oh, what if I can't make the payments for my home anymore, mm-hmm. right? And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, giving up about buying a place right now because, you know, their approval has gone down. Yep. But, you know, there's a few things to consider as well. I mean, of course, we've seen prices gone down uh, from the peak, at least. Yep. The peak was February. And we've seen February uh, to like, yeah, May or so. Yeah. Depending and, uh, on the property. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It depends on the uh, on the area. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, I mean, on average, there we've seen around 
eight to fifteen percent decrease. Of mm -hmm. course, you know we've been seeing detached homes fall a little bit more. Yeah, than, they, uh, they've definitely taken the biggest hit. <laughs> right. Then condos, right? Which is you know a lot of people that watch our podcast are a lot younger. Yeah, entry level uh, homes. Yeah, the entry level homes are still relatively safe right like yeah. they're, they're not they didn't fall that much mm -hmm. and uh you know there's definitely a few factors for that mm -hmm. uh, i don't know if you want to cover that um but yeah there's a few factors on why it didn't drop too much i think we keep seeing people saying you know prices are going to come down 50 percent of its value right yeah. and uh i don't think that's going to happen and uh, there's a few reasons for that yeah i think just the biggest thing get even getting into those six interest rate increases is basically I know we were talking about this before, you know, last year interest rates were at, you know, almost an all time low, like, right. you know, incredibly low. When the banks do that, they're basically shooting themselves in the feet because they're giving up free money. And then who are the people that have to bail them out? The consumers. So us, taxpayers, yeah. you know, people in society. So it was so low for so long. Now they, you know, need to go to the opposite side of the opposite side of that spectrum and be pretty aggressive with the interest rate hike. So, you know, like you said, December 7th is the next meeting. Uh, they do speculate that they're probably going to raise it at least one more time. Yeah. They need to play catch up. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to, to um, not waste some time here with the, with the hikes, right? They want to yeah. call off the market. And I think they have uh, been able to do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, even uh, you and I were looking at the stats and sales have been on a 20 year low. Mm -hmm. Right. So the last time we've seen sales this slow was actually in October 2008. Mm. And uh, but here's the thing. Right. And, and a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's 2008 all over again. Yeah. But at the same time now we have half of the inventory uh, yeah. of 2008. Yeah. Right. So basically what that means is there's not enough properties on the market right now, mm -hmm. uh, even if the, the interest rates are higher. Uh, there's not enough properties in the market and it kind of creates, you know, a, a floor on the prices, right? Yep. Because the demand is still quite, it's kind of there, right? Yep. I, I mean, a lot of people still want to buy. Uh, they might, you know, it might be a little bit more challenging, but they still want to buy. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I completely went off topic, but going back to your point of like why, you know, entry level homes have still kind of been somewhat strong. Right. <laughs> sorry, I, yeah, I, no, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, with that, I think the, the easiest way to look at that is if you have, you know, somebody from a budget of $500,000 up to a budget of $2 million, what is the one thing that every single person in that group can afford is the entry level home. Right. So there's always going to be the highest demand for that. And we're still, like you said, seeing, you know, pretty relatively low uh, you know, supply. So when that comes, there's always, you know, just going to be an influx of buyers at that point. And so that's why, again, we, we haven't really seen it, it take that big of a hit compared to, you know, those $2 million homes right. that were selling last year that now may be selling for, you know, 1.6, 1.5, right. you know, pretty substantial hits. Yeah. In some areas, I mean, we're, we're talking about the stats here, like Chilliwack detached homes, mm -hmm. like Abbsford detached homes, they have taken quite a big of a hit, mm -hmm. right? But then at the same time, we look at, for example, downtown Vancouver, Yep. And the market has re remained relatively flat. It might have dipped a little bit, mm -hmm. but not nothing really, uh, you know, considerable. So I think it's it's fairly interesting to see that too. And like yeah. you said, I mean, the entry level homes, uh, which is the, you know, I believe the majority of people that watch our podcasts yeah. are looking for. Does one bed, two bed condos? Exactly. Yeah. You know, it it hasn't really gone down too much, right? Yeah. Like you said, low inventory. I think something else that we can talk about is immigration. Mm -hmm. Right. So some numbers came out for immigration and Canada actually increased their goal for immigrants. So they're looking to get 500,000 immigrants uh, in 2025 or 2024. Yeah. Well, so e starting next year, it's going to be 465. 2024 is 485. Then 2025 is 500,000. Right. And again, to where is majority of that group going to go? 
Toronto, Vancouver, which is obviously where we are. So right. again, just it's it's such a simple concept, but it's true. Like the whole, you know, prices going up and down with real estate, it all runs on supply and demand. And yep. you know, right now we just have more of, or sorry, relatively more of uh, you know demand than supply, and that's why some things are still staying stable. Right, and I think it's interesting too. And I, I was reading that, and it's it's true. I mean, a lot of people are saying, okay, well, but they're uh, immigrants. Right. They might not have their PR yet, mm-hmm. and so they can't really technically buy uh, right away. But what's going to happen is the rental market, which is already very, very competitive. Yep. That's going to keep, uh, uh, you know, going up in price. That's going to yep. be more competitive. And eventually those immigrants, you know, their goal is to buy. Right. Of course, I think I think for the majority of people, their goal is to buy. Yep. Uh, and, you know, there's not going to be enough supply. Like you said, yep. there's not going to be in, unless we start building like crazy because 500,000 immigrants. Uh, in 2025 in just one year I mean you can't imagine that's a lot of people coming in right yeah of course I mean I think the biggest thing too that you know the I always hear an argument for for renting of it's just like okay well if you're not renting you don't have to worry about maintenance it's a relative like you know as much as it's not an asset it's not a liability I get that but now you know the same people that are being affected by those interest rate increases are developers or sorry are, are investors my bad um, so with those investors, it's like for some of them, it doesn't financially make sense to keep that unit. So there's like some investors that are just unloading their portfolios right now. Yeah. So there's some renters that they don't know the rights that they have or they're month to month and they get kicked out. So maybe you're paying 1800 bucks right. a month for your unit. Now you're trying to find a new spot, which is 2300 bucks, 2400 bucks. Right. Like we just got the stats and the average one bed in Vancouver, 2600 bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. The average two bed, That's I think crazy. it was 3880 bucks a month. That like, is are you insane. kidding me to rent? Yeah. That is like more than what some people are paying their mortgage to buy. Exactly. And I mean, I, f- I feel like some of these people said, oh, you know, I'm just going to, to rent. You know, it's too expensive to buy. And they might have said that like two, three years ago when they could have bought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now, I mean, yeah, again, you run the risk of either getting evicted because the, someone bought your, your apartment, they're moving yep. in. Or you don't know your rights very well, yep. and uh, yeah, I mean, you run the risk of having to pay five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks more, yeah. right, for rent. And again, we don't see this problem being solved just because the supply and demand problem, right? There's not enough um, construction in in uh, in the Greater Vancouver area. There's not enough yeah. uh, places being built, and there's not enough density, right? Yeah, um, I think that's going to be a, a problem that we're going to have for a long time. I mean, the one thing that's interesting, if, you know, for anyone that kind of kept up with the politics is almost every single person that was running in their municipality or whatever, they all said that they were going to accelerate um, building. Right. And they said, you know, give permits quicker, which in a way is a little bit of a red flag to me for maybe some (laughs) of those shady developers. But for the most part, like I think we talked about in the last podcast, there was a project that it took seven years for them to get their approval. Like that is insane. And mm-hmm. so I think with that, that will help out for sure. But uh, I guess another thing real quick that happened that, you know, just kind of go back to stats is they got rid of bully offers. Right. So what is a bully offer, Daniel? Yeah. So a bully offer is something that we've we were seeing quite a bit last year in mm-hmm. 2021 when the market was really hot. Yep. And basically, whenever a property was listed on the market, you did have the choice of signing a DRPO, mm-hmm. which is a direction regarding presentation of, of offers. offers killed it there you go <laughs> very good at acronyms yeah. but uh, <laughs> and basically that document said that the seller would only review offers at a specific date yeah right so usually what that did was it gave enough time for people to see the property usually during a weekend right yeah. so the first open house the market was that hot last year yeah and then you know either a monday or tuesday the week after they would review all the offers that they uh received mm-hmm. and uh you know by getting rid of that 
uh, sorry, just getting back to what a bully offer is, is a bully offer is someone that completely disregarded that document yeah. and uh, sent an offer even with that document being uh, signed. Mm -hmm. So basically what they did is they sent a, an offer earlier than everyone else yeah. in order to try to discourage people to, to write yeah. an offer for their property or maybe just even showing that they're so interested that, you know, they don't care. They're, I'm going to send an offer right away. Yeah. And, you know, that document before, it was more like, a, how can I say, uh, a less serious document because yeah. the, the sellers and the listing agent could just say, okay, well, we'll review your offer. Of course, you had to give enough time for other agents. But it could be a matter of four hours. Exactly. So yeah. many times, right? You you would see the property and then, you know, a few hours later, maybe like three hours later, like, oh, we're, we received an offer. You have until 10 p.m. to send another offer, yeah. which majority of people are not ready for. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, I'm very pleased to hear that, to be yeah. honest, because like the bully offer, I think was absolute BS before yeah. where, you know, like you said, like typically they'd have that direction of offer signed for about, you know, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And they'd have, you know, offer presentation for that following Monday or Tuesday. So yeah. I think the key word is they gave everyone a fair opportunity to right. get in there. But if there's somebody with, you know, a bunch of money that goes in <laughs> right. day one, begs to get in there and says, hey, we want to buy it. Like you said, you know, you have to give people a chance. If somebody hasn't seen the property, how are they going to write an <laughs> yeah, offer? Right. So it's absolute bullshit, to be yeah. honest with you. And it was like so many clients would like fall in love at the place and they're like so excited to see it that weekend. And then you have to let them know saying, hey, we have four hours to send an offer on a property you haven't even seen. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, just to clarify now, what they did is that document is a lot more serious where you can't remove that document, yeah. right? So if you say that you're going to review... Uh, offers, let's say on the Tuesday, you have to wait until yeah. the Tuesday to review offers. Exactly. So there's no possibility that, you know, someone can send you an offer before that date, yeah. uh, which is great. I mean, that, that kind of respects the document, which makes the document more serious too. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. And again, too, like going back to the stats, like, so we have DOM days on market and rel you know, last year, earlier this year, we saw a very, very low day on market. And yeah. I think something that helped that was bully offers because there's some homes that were literally selling zero days or one day on the market yeah. so now you know already we're seeing you know listings sit just because there's a little more fear in the market you know not as many yeah. people are buying and selling um but i think now like the, you know units are really going to sit in the market like yeah. you know earlier this year last year if you saw a home on the market for longer than like three four weeks you'd be like something has to be something wrong, with is this. wrong. and yeah. then now we're seeing you know good listings priced well sit on the market for like over 100 days yeah and i think what's interesting too and just going back to the interest rates and what's happened in the past year mm -hmm. and it's really cool to see i mean not really cool to see because we're doing less transactions but it's interesting mm -hmm. uh is that what's happening right now is and that's why listings are sitting on the market is that sellers still have the expectation of selling at a higher price Absolutely. like last year so peak price and then buyers because of the interest rate hikes they are approved for less mm -hmm. and they have an expectation to pay less for that property 100%. right so it's pretty much you know it's pretty much a, a, a tug of war that's tug not war. gonna move exactly right yeah. so the buyers are pulling one way sellers are pulling the other way yep. and the sellers of course i mean if they're not gonna sell it it's just gonna sit there right 100%. i mean we've seen uh, quite a few properties now uh last you know last few months where you know we call the agent and ask if it's still available they say yeah we received a few offers the seller did not want to accept it because yep. they probably were lower than the asking price yeah and it's uh yeah and you know that's probably the main reason why it's been sitting on the market for so long too oh 100 and i mean honestly i i do get it in the sense like you know even we saw some of those really high-end townhouses yep. that you know were selling <laughs> over a million or like you know high 900s and now we're seeing some of those units sell for like 850 right so from a seller's perspective 
I completely understand. Right. How do you convince someone to say, hey, Daniel, your neighbor sold six months ago. They got a million dollars, but right. now your property's worth 850000 And in your head, you're like, Bob was my neighbor. My unit's better than him. <laughs> and it's like, how do you convince someone to do yeah. that? But again, you know, every number is relative right now. Where usually if, you know, as long as you're trying to make a horizontal move, like you're trying to, you know, upgrade your property, for the most part, every single thing starting at the top is going down you know, units at the top or sorry, properties at the prop getting, you know, hit, hit the hardest. Right. And I think so. you said something interesting about that earlier before we started the podcast about upgrading, right? Yeah. So do you want to just quickly go over like the, you know, the, the kind of the condo, if you want to upgrade, I think you said something interesting about that. Yeah. I mean, basically I was just, you know, saying for the most part, like, again, those entry level homes are very safe. So like, you know, or, you know, relatively safe um so for those one bedrooms going to a two bedroom like the two bedroom units have gone down more than that one bedroom so again it's kind of just like a slight calculation yeah. that you make where like your property may have gone down three percent but that person above you may have gone down eight yeah. percent so it makes more sense to go there and then if you're a two bed you know you may have gone down eight percent but that townhouse may have gone down twelve percent yeah so again like you look at numbers and you're like shit like my my property value has gone down yeah but if, you know when you look at like okay where i'm trying to go is down more than more than my property right it financially makes sense yeah i think we've definitely seen that with condos townhouses and detached homes mm-hmm. uh i mean condos like again like we said the you know they fell qu- quite a bit less than townhouses and detached homes so yep. a lot of people that were in condos of course they did lose quite a bit of money uh, compared to the peak right mm-hmm. if they sell it now they lost you know let's say uh, a few thousand dollars there I think you have the stats but um, but again if the townhouses price went down more than the condos mm-hmm. right did you really lose that much money because if you're trying to upgrade Mm-hmm. Right, you're technically getting a discount on the purchase as well. So you're discounting on the on the selling side, but you're also getting a discount on the purchase side. So again, like you said, it's relative. I think that's a, a good way to put it for sure. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. So I think you know, just for anyone who's you know possibly trying to get into the market, or for anyone that maybe has recently bought, um, what's maybe some advice or or something that we should you know be letting them know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, this is not financial advice. Uh, we're not your realtors just yet. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we will be. Yep. But, uh, you know, I think everyone has a different situation. But basically, you know, what I think it's good advice right now is, you know, the market, every, every the market always goes through cycles, yeah. right? So I think it's important for you to kind of, uh, you know, of course, uh, be aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, don't panic too much. Yep. Um, I think, again, what we talked about, low inventory, mm-hmm. uh, low supply, right? And, uh, you know, the immigration goals now coming up by 2025 i think in the long run um i see something uh i see real estate uh recovering quite well Mm -hmm. Um, i think something else to mention i I think we forgot to talk about this but inflation numbers in the u.s came last week Mm -hmm. and uh you know they were expecting to get uh down to eight percent it was actually 7.7 so it's actually below what they're expecting which is good news yeah and uh you know we've seen the stock market go up uh, of course, I'm not an expert in the stock market, so we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, I think in the long run, um, real estate will recover. Uh, I've been telling my clients to maybe if you're trying to get into the market, mm-hmm. uh, maybe consider a pre-sale that will complete, let's say, 2025, 2026. Yeah. Because in that way, you know, you, you're paying just a deposit. You don't have to pay the high interest rates. Yeah. And, you know, when that time comes, the interest rates hopefully will be a little bit lower. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, th- I think for anyone too, that has recently bought, like you said, that maybe kind of panicking or they, you know, they hear their property value has gone down, their neighbor sells for less, etc. Right. I will gladly send you 
uh, you know, a five, 10, 15 year graph of real estate over time. Right. Because again, if you look at these graphs, they're like, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down. But if you look at it from that, you know, five or 10 year period, it's only gone up. Right. And for the most part in Vancouver, pretty, pretty, you know, substantially it's gone up. Right. Um, so again, it's, you know, don't think of real estate as like a one or two year flip. And again, I, I know we can say we've never encouraged somebody to do a one or two year flip. Right. You actually told me that you had a client reach out to you today that was trying to do that. That's right. And you said no. And you, you, you said the fact. So congratulations on that. Oh, thanks, You're man. an honest guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then again, just, you know, like you said, for, you know, some people, they may just have to hold a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot. Just happening. ride the wave. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, of course there's a lot of people that are in a little bit tougher, uh, um, of course yeah economical condition but yep. uh, but you know I mean it's it's kind of every investment right mm-hmm. I mean you just see crypto now uh, oh, you know at the moment they were talking it's a huge mess I'm, I don't know much about crypto but it's a huge mess so every investment has its risks mm-hmm. right I think you know something that you said too and I, I really like is that you know I, I actually don't really like uh, is that our generation now think they're focused a lot more in quick returns 100%. right so for example with crypto we were talking about earlier there's so many TikTok videos there's so many so much information there of people they're like oh yeah i'm buying crypto next week it's gonna go to the moon mm-hmm. i'm gonna make millions of dollars right and i think that's kind of the mindset that our generation has yep. and again i think what i believe about real estate because it's a tangible asset because it's an asset that you know it's a necessity it's a necessity right yeah. you need a place to live yeah i think in the long run and you know real estate is a long-term investment i think you know you're gonna always get you know a, a pretty decent return a hundred percent i mean i think you said it best like with with young people like we are brainwashed from social media to think that if you're not doing something quickly if you're not leveling up substantially you're an idiot right like you know you look at you know we've talked about this before like nine-year-old kids on youtube that are getting paid 30 million (laughs) dollars a year to open up you know toys and you're sitting there like what the hell is this pokemon yeah exactly like if you look at your job in the last two years if you've gone a two three dollar raise like good for you like we need to be focusing on little success stories, you, you know, you hear with real estate, like, oh man, this person, they bought a, a pre-sale and they made $250,000 in, in a year. Like, I want to be doing that. Like, that is not the mindset to have. Right. The mindset to have is like, you know, you're getting it, like you said, a tangible asset with the opportunity and, you know, quite a bit of statistics behind it to prove that it will go up over time. And right. just, you know, like you said, ride the wave. Exactly. Ride the wave. Uh, I'm sure things are going to get better. We believe that, you know, there's going to be more um, interest, at least one more here in December interest rate hike. But then, you know, hopefully uh, it should hold off until the end of 2023. And then, uh, you know, at least that's our, our prediction here that, you know, by that time, interest rates are going to be more stable, might be coming down uh, end of 2023. But again, if you decide to wait until then, everyone's also waiting until then. And that's when the prices are going to start uh, coming up again and competition is going to happen. So, I mean, there's pros and cons for buying right now uh, or selling. Uh, but I guess you just kind of have to um, make a, a good decision and talking to us. Uh, maybe we can clarify some uh, your situation. Yeah. So. And, and again, too, just, you know, with, with talking again about just it's definitely some hard times for some people now. Uh, I think one thing I just want to make very clear is the bank does not want you to foreclose. I think some people have this misconception that they're like, oh, the the banks want you to do that so they can nail you with penalties. If that was to happen, and that is what happened in 2008, that was a global economic crisis. They do not want that. And that's why now they need to catch up and they need to be more strict with approving people. Like I I remember last year, there's people getting approved and like appraisers wouldn't even show up. 
Right. Look at the listing. They'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. Give them the money. And then now that there's appraisals happening, people are like an appraisal. <laughs> like, yeah, they yeah. should be checking out the property to make sure exactly. it's, you know, in a good condition. And you know, they're actually going inside properties. So again, they do not want you to be homeless. They will lose a ton of money for that. Right. They just need to catch up on the mistake that they made. So again, I'm with you. Screw the man, screw the government. But uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, yeah. don't think that they're out to get you. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Cade. I think that's about it. Uh, I mean, of course, there's so much to cover about interest rates. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything that's going on in the market. I think we could do like a four hour podcast. Of course. But that's why it sounded a little sporadic jumping from point to point because we didn't want to bore people with uh, numbers. With numbers. And also I think, you know, everything is interconnected too, right? Yeah. All of these factors kind of influence what's going on in the market. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit more of a, an open podcast to talk about what we've been seeing. So there's not that much structure, but I think, uh, yeah, we're going to try to do at least one uh, podcast like this a month, just mm-hmm. as like a market update, mm-hmm. talk what's going on. And um, hopefully you guys find it informative. And if you did uh, follow us on Spotify and on Instagram, it's yeah. relatable RE podcast on Instagram. Yeah. We post all the clips there, all the highlights, and uh, we'd love to see your comments, your feedback. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and thanks for watching too, guys. Yeah. We have a very special guest next week. We do uh, that will be able to break down what we said today a lot more clear and probably sound a lot more smart than we did. Um, we pretty much sound like idiots compared to 100 percent. He's uh, this. Yeah, he's the economics expert. But uh, <laughs> yes, awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. We'll see you in the next one. See you later.